1: Is, do you have like if you were just to, you know meet some uh, you know some some cats in the hood basically that you know maybe they're unemployed or maybe they're on the block you know uh, you know slinging dope um, do you what, what would you suggest to them if they're looking to be an entrepreneur or they're looking to create you know real wealth versus going to have to work for somebody else. And uh, basically, a slave to a job that you know where they're just still going to be struggling, and still going to continue the cycle of poverty.
2: Just yeah. Some
1: practical ideas that you might throw out to them to create some wealth.
2: Well, number one, um, first thing I would do is I would I would you know of course uh, talk to them, and I would exp- I would explain to them, of course you know from economic status I would explain to them. Uh, I w- well, I would ask them and see if they actually know how the country how how the 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 legal system and everything works like do they really understand how much it's designed for them to fail you know because if they're out there selling drugs or you know different stuff like that which i i personally don't call uh marijuana a drug because it's god made you know Uh, so that's that's another propaganda from government but you know if they're selling crack cocaine you know uh or heroin you know different things like that um you know um I, i you know, first thing I would, I would ask them are, see where their head's at with that, but inform them like, yo, the system's set up against you, but also let them know that there are people there, there are people here that are for them and for them wanting to see them succeed, but it's not by poisoning your community and it's not by risking going to jail for the rest of your life over a, a Kia Coke uh-huh. or different stuff like that. But also, you know, people need to see what we're talking about. You know, anybody can say like, yo, man, you can, you can be, you know, you can you can be wealthy the right way or, or rich the right way. Okay, well, what does that look like? They don't they don't see that because usually you have to be a ball player in the hood or you got to be a, a football player or 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 something like that, right? Um, a lot of people will never go to college, don't have the money to go to college, don't have the grades to go to college. So, uh, what I would do is introduce them. I would try to get them some resources. I mean, just like you know, we talk about discipleship. I mean, you know. In general, I would get them resources of of that can help them, but I would also introduce them to people who are doing it the right way and let them know that there is a system in place that can help them prosper. You know, so it's not only, you know, one one thing that you see with the Nation of Islam and different people, a lot of the black conscious movements is they are big on not only teaching you about their religion, but they teach you about economics. They teach you about hey, you're a man. There's value in you being the the the, the man of your house and, and leading your family. You know, what I'm saying providing for your family. Um, there's dignity. You're a black man. You're beautiful. You know, you you are. You know, they they they, they pour into these people. They te- they teach them history. You yeah. know, what I'm saying they don't just come and be like, yo, here's a, here's what we believe. Believe it, and nothing else matters. Right, right. No, they say. So sometimes they have, in a sense practically more of a christian worldview than we do when it comes Uh to applying this to seeing that this relates to every part of your being you know to you being a leader of your home to different stuff so you know i would inform them of that i would i would build relationships with them um um, get you know grain their trust and stuff like that but i would um that would be something that you know because you know it's 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 real easy to have a condemning or uh uh uh, ad- attitude of condemnation where we're just like, okay, stop selling drugs, go get a job, blah, blah, but mm-hmm. ask all these people who say, um, even people of privilege who say that people just need to stop being lazy and get a job, ask them what have they done to help people get jobs, and they'll usually tell you, uh, well, nothing,
1: mm-hmm.
2: because they have that self-righteous attitude of just go get a job. Okay. Yeah. You know, I shouldn't have to help you get a job, blah, blah, this and that, you know, um they have that mindset but it's like okay you see the cats on the corner how can you what can you do to help them not sell drugs mm-hmm. what can you do to help them what education can you get them what what type of resources are available to do they even know that there is jobs available mm-hmm. you know cuz sometimes in their mind there isn't jobs some people are two or three felonies it depends on what type of rap sheet you have right yeah. so they may not know man hey i got a, i got my own lawn company man you can come cut grass for me and we'll get you started there, and then I'll teach you how to invest. You know, basically taking somebody under your wing because a lot of these guys, they're rolling with the, the the gangsters and stuff too. A lot of it is for affirmation and for approval, mm-hmm. because their parents may not accept them, uh, society may not accept them, whatever. So they go to where they they feel loved in these with these group of people. Yeah, yeah. Know. So maybe if they felt that by Christians uh there would be a difference and they felt like, man, this dude really cares for me. He brought me in his house. I'll give you a quick example. Um Mike Tyson was out there in the streets or whatnot and I believe it was Gus Damato, his trainer. I believe it was him, um it might have been another name, but I think that was him, uh, white guy that brought this man into not only not only was willing to train this man, but told Mike Tyson to come live with him and took care of this man like a father takes care of his son. Uh you know what i'm saying so mike mike tyson loved this man you know what i'm saying like like in a in a in a i I don't mean this literally but like worship the ground he walked on in a sense i don't mean he actually did it but my point being that you know here was a hard dude from the hood you know this dude's fighting knocking people out and he's like yo i see your potential but i don't want you out here fighting people trying to kill people whatever if you want if you got if you got rage i want to channel that i want to teach you discipline i want to teach you you have a gift Mm-hmm. But it's not out here knocking dudes in the street. We're going to take it to the ring and make you some legit money.
1: Yeah, and, you know, you know I think that's real important, too, is identifying people's purpose, man, because I think that's one thing that's a lost art is really yeah. people understanding, like, okay, each person has, like, a specific, you know, uh, talent or gift, you know, purpose, whatever you want to call it, um, and just, like, channeling in on that to say, okay, we're going to take this and and groom you so that you'll be able to use this as a means to to bless other people but also that you can make a living off of it too and um and 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 it's crazy because a lot of people grow up in poverty you know they they want to get out of it but then at the same time they still have a mind state of poverty too you know so and 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 not in the sense that they just want to stay poor but that they want to get out, but they don't believe it's really a way out. So they do all these things that that's right. they're, that's just sustaining them or helping them survive, but they're not doing what, you know, God has really laid out for them to do. You know what I'm saying? And that's why, you know, people remain in the same cycle over and over again, you know? And so, um, and especially when you're in a community where, okay, like you said, you have a single mother who's working three jobs. So she doesn't have that time to like really get to know her child and know what, you know, uh, he could be doing with his life. He's in the public school, just you know, with a bunch of other clowns, you know, and yeah. <laughs> not, you know, so no one's like really like seeing. Okay, what what can the, what can he do with his life? All he's hearing from the teachers is, "You're not gonna be nothing." You know what I mean? And so, so where does that leave him? You know what I mean? Believing that, yeah. hey, like. I really, like, subconsciously he believes that. He's not going like, to maybe not say that, but subconsciously, like, yeah, there's like no he hope. end up believing that. It's like, hey, like, it's no way out, you know?
2: Yep. Yeah. And that's how you people usually feel, like, there's no hope. They're already, you know, like a lot of two on your hair, like, I'm hopeless. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, um, they have that mindset, you know, when, you know, a lot of these people want to do right. They come out of prison or something. A lot of times, even for stuff they didn't do, but they had to cop a plea deal to avoid life in prison they come out they're like okay or even if they did do something wrong, okay, I was selling drugs, I'ma come out, I'm gonna go I'm gonna go work at Walgreens. I'm, you know, I'm just, just be legit. Yes, and then when it's right. um, and then when then when it, they get discriminated against because of their 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 thing, like what do you expect them to do? Right, yeah. And you know? then you know, I think one thing, you know,
1: when we come into the communities and of course like with having, you know, reform theology, you know, um just you know, especially with um of course we know that there's people out there that have a a reformed soteriology but just in in totality like most of the churches that you see you know in, in the hood on the corner a lot of them are just like they're preaching prosperity and so then on the other end you have the churches that are in the suburbs who are preaching like you know solid theology and they're preaching against the prosperity gospel and so you got these two different extremes where it's like one extreme is saying hey Come to God, he's gonna bless you, be you know, um, your seat, meet your need, and then on the other end you're hearing just this preaching that's just like, Hey, you know, you just need to live your life with the gospel, don't
2: worry about yep. money.
1: You know, and yet these are yep. coming from people who already have money, so you see
2: Exactly, like, exactly. <laughs> there's no yep.
1: practical implication on both on, on both sides. So
2: Just like just like real quick, uh just like you have a lot of the main people that are against the social gospel or are against blacks speaking out or you know, people bringing up race and all this stuff are the people that are not affected by it. Right, yeah. You know, all the the ones that aren't being oppressed, you know, they're the first ones to tell the oppressed how to deal with oppression, and they've never dealt with it or are not currently dealing with it themselves. So it's easy to speak from a place of privilege, and that's what privilege does, you know. That's what it does. It says, or even white supremacy, it says, hey, you know, I'm going to keep benefiting from my situation, but I'm going to make sure you know, you don't benefit or that you continue to, you know, basically struggle in yours. You know what I'm saying? So for example in America you can celebrate whiteness without even saying white because there's a lot of things that are simply uh influenced or of white culture that you don't have to say it. Like, you know, people say, Well why is there not a white history month? How can there's a black history month? Well, number one, black history month is more so for white people, for them to know history of the blacks because American history is white history. Mhm it's all from a white narrative that's why black history in america starts with slavery right like we were just you know blacks weren't it's almost like blacks weren't even on the face of the earth and then next thing you know we were slaves and then we came out of that and our and our history starts there was like no we 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 actually were the first people on this earth yeah you know it actually we actually uh you know africa is the the richest nation in the world when it comes to resources you know different Mm -hmm. stuff like that but these are the things that they don't teach us in school, and so it's easy for somebody who has never had to uh, uh, be in the in the in a situation to have to sell drugs to tell somebody else, to, "Hey, just get a job, just you know what I'm saying." Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's, it's crazy, man.
1: Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Well, I'm about to wrap us up because um, we're about to hit that time. So, um, but I appreciate you, man, coming on asking these questions and just you know um touching on, on these subjects I think is really beneficial for us to have these conversations. Um and, and hopefully, you know, it will uh you know, compel others, um, to get more involved and in, not just, you know, in, in words but in deeds as well. So um so yeah, brother, um yeah, thanks again. Um and uh and, and grace and peace to you, man.
2: Hey, thank you for having me on, man. Love you and God bless, brother.
1: Yes, sir
3: this is what we have to do. Now, the other thing we'll have to do is this. Always anchor our external direct action with the power of economic withdrawal. Now, we are poor people. Individually, we are poor when you compare us with white society in America. We are poor. Never stop and forget that collectively—that means all of us together—collectively we are richer than all the nations in the world, with the exception of nine. Did you ever think about that? After you leave the United States, Soviet Russia, Great Britain, West Germany, France, and I can name others, the American Negro collectively is richer than most nations of the world. We have an annual income of more than thirty billion dollars a year, which is more than all of the exports of the United States, and more than the national budget of Canada. Did you know that? That's power right there if we know how to prove it. We don't have to argue with anybody. We don't have to curse and go around acting bad with our words. We don't need any bricks and bottles. We don't need any Molotov cocktails. We just need to go around to these stores and to these massive industries in our country and say, God sent us by here to say to you that you're not treating his children right. And we come by here to ask you to make the first item on your agenda bad treatment where God's children are concerned. Now if you are not prepared to do that, we do have an agenda that we must follow. And our agenda calls for withdrawing economic support from you. the results of this, we're asking you tonight to go out and tell your neighbors not to buy Coca-Cola in Memphis. Go by and tell them not to buy sealed pest milk. Tell them not to buy what is all the bread, wonder bread. And what is all the bread come to Jesse? Tell them not to buy heart bread. As Jesse Jackson has said up to now, only the garbage men have been feeling pain. Now we must kind of redistribute the pain. We are choosing these companies because they have been fanning their hiring policies and we are choosing them because they can begin the process of saying they are going to support the needs and the rights of these men who are on strike and then they can move on town, downtown and tell Mayor Loeb to do what is right. Now, not only that, we've got to strengthen black institutions. I call upon you to take your money out of the banks downtown and deposit your money in Tri-State Bank. We want a bank in movement in Memphis. Go by the Savings and Loan Association. I'm not asking you something that we don't do ourselves in SCLC. Judge Hooks and others will tell you that we have an account here in the Savings and Loan Association from the Southern Christian Leadership Conference. We are telling you to follow what we are doing. Put your money there. you have six or seven black insurance companies here in the city of Memphis, take out your insurance there. Now, we want to have an insurance in. (laughs) Now, these are some practical things that we can do. We begin the process of building a great economic base, and at the same time, we are putting pressure where it really hurts. I ask you to follow through here. Now let me say, as I move to my conclusion, that we've got to give ourselves to this struggle until the end. Nothing would be more tragic than to stop at this point. In Memphis. We've got to see it through.
0: The Reconstructionist Radio Podcast Network brings to you a complete lineup of podcasts where you will hear practical and tactical theology. Our desire is not simply that you consume our shows, but that you also live out your faith in every area of life. We can talk all day long about these things, to volunteer as a narrator, or to partner with this ministry financially. May the Holy Spirit stir you into action for Christ and His Kingdom. Thank you for listening to Setting the Record Straight. Join us on Facebook, at the Reconstructionist Radio Discussion Group. And don't forget to visit reconstructionistradio.com to listen to all of our podcasts and to download our free audiobooks.